Hello, Skillets, and welcome to another episode, the 30th episode, I think, of Cast Iron, the podcast all about rock and metal. And this week, uh, we are covering Kill Switch Engage with Disarm the Descent. So, Lewis, um, before we talk about metal, I have mm. a very interesting heavy metal work-related anecdote for you. Okay. And so I'm going to do it, get it out of the way so that I can send it to colleagues, <laughs> and then I can say to them, look, if you're not interested in an hour-long podcast about Kill Switch Engage, you know, obviously, <laughs> first of all, that's on them, not on me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but they can uh, they can tune into the work anecdote and then drop out. So, um <laughs> So uh, I've been on a human design, human-centered design workshop uh, over the past okay. couple of weeks, and it's all about like applying design thinking to work problems. And as part of this session, uh, we did a icebreaker. We had to talk about a fun fact about yourself. Okay. And um, me being a man of uh, very few interests, I said, "Oh, well, I record a heavy metal podcast in my spare time." Oh, like, oh, that's, oh, that's a go. that's a pretty good uh, fun fact. So I I talked a bit about. Um, Talked a bit about cast iron and explained, you know, we've been doing that. And then it's, you know, for me, it's a really good way to keep in contact with my friend and also talk about heavy metal. And uh, so at one point, the instructor just randomly says, right, Alan, what's the best heavy metal song of all time? And I sort of said, oh, I just question. Well, I I just said the first thing that came to mind. I said, it's probably Hallowed Be Thy Name by Iron Maiden. (laughs) And then he says to me, you know, my dad had a fencing match against Bruce Dickinson once. Jesus. And I was like, well, okay, yeah, because he, he said, you know, oh, you know Bruce Dickinson's at Airline Pilot. I said, yeah. And he said, yeah, did, you, did you know he also was a fencer? And I was like, no. Uh, <laughs> so apparently his dad, he whenever he was a kid, his dad, he was watching his fencing match between his dad and Bruce Dickinson. And apparently Bruce Dickinson is a very sore loser. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and so his dad, his dad beat Bruce Dickinson in the fencing match. And Bruce was like, he, he like threw the mask off and, and tossed away his foil Ooh. i don't know the fencing terms but that's but that's really taboo you're not meant to do that um because oh, wow. so uh, there must be a lot of fencing etiquette or something so that was my yeah i guess so bruce dickinson fun fact mm, there you go I, uh, I, that's, I, you learn something new about brucey every day so we did and work colleagues you can feel free to drop off now um <laughs> but don't because we're, we're gonna yeah but, really but, excellent but don't because because we're gonna talk about heavy metal and it's, it's gonna change your life um so so how, how, how's your life been yeah, good man, good man. I've been, uh, yeah, just um, enjoying a very hot UK summer at the moment. Uh, we're going to be hitting the 30s again in the next few days. Um, I've got two weeks left of work before I go on the big six-week break for summer. I'm really Whoa. looking forward to. That sounds I know, delightful. I'm about it, the, the joys of working in a school. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, I've been listening to some, some pretty cool stuff recently. Very excited about the new uh, Halo Effect stuff. I, mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying all the mm-hmm. singles off that. That's probably my most anticipated album of the year. New Deer and Grey album came out, and it's excellent. Um, I haven't, so I haven't listened to it yet. excited about that. Um, I will, um, yeah... Hook you up, buddy, because I will. I am. I have things to say about that record. I, it is a fantastic return to form after a couple of albums where I was 
okay on them, but never like mm. fully blown away. Uh, this one definitely seems to uh, do, doing yeah, doing it for me I, at the moment. I have listened to the the last one. What's it? Isolated World was that what's called? In the insulated the world. insulated world. I've listened to that and I didn't think it was great, but I haven't listened to Falaris. Yeah, it's got all capitals. Yeah, Falaris. That's the one. Yeah, they love the all caps. Um, yeah, very good stuff. And the other thing I've been doing, I've been heading back into the Bullet for My Valentine back catalogue, and I'm really enjoying revisiting Scream Aim Fire at the moment, and exactly. realising we probably should have picked that instead of The Poison when we did our episode. Nah, <laughs> Scream Aim Fire is like three hours long. It's so long. really good metalcore thrash, so yeah, I'm just... Ah. It's uh, it, it has a song that's basically Tears Don't Fall, but better, which is Hearts Burst Into Fire. So uh, it is. Yeah. It is very good. Although I I can't get behind it grammatically. <laughs> yeah, I can. I can. I can. I can see that. So what have I been listening to? I have been mm. spinning the new Coheed and Cambria album. No, mm. oh, yeah. Mm. Mixed mm. feelings. Mixed feelings. Um, I had been re-listening to well, look. You know, it's, it's Coheed and Cambria, so it's going to be wacky prog rock and a lot of good fun. Yeah. And and we'll and we'll and we'll definitely cover an album at some point, but. They, the last album took a while to grow on me, and I was listening to it in preparation for the new one. I thought, oh, this is, you know, this is actually really good. There's just so many good tracks in this. The new one, I yep. feel like, is a little bit too poppy and not enough prog in it. And okay. yeah, yeah. there's like, there's bits of auto tune there, and I don't think Claudio Ooh, okay. Sanchez needs auto tune. I think he's got a really yeah. interesting voice already. Um, yep. So, yeah, just, and, and all the prog stuff is mm. right at the end of the album. And so the okay. last three tracks are really good, but for me, it's almost too little, too late. Um, right, I get you. I definitely enjoy some bits, but I just feel like it's a little bit, a little bit light for them. Mm. Um, they're a, they're a band that's never really quite clicked with me, but I have lots and lots of friends that are like adore them, think they're one of the best bands in the world, and have the dragonfly tattoo and all that malarkey. So I I adore them and think they're one of the one of the best bands in the world. Um, yeah. But ah, this just isn't quite doing it for me. I've also really okay. enjoyed the. What has been released from the New Soil Work album? Um, okay. They are they are touring Australia. <gasps> uh, metal bands actually yep. coming to Australia, <gasps> and know, so I've been um, I've been trying to convince Jess to um, come to the Soil Work <laughs> gig. We are going to see um, we're all going to see Bellacore. They're playing Sydney, oh, lovely. Uh, but you know makes they're sense. an Australian band, so that's fair enough. Of course, makes sense. Um, really been enjoying Halo Effect. Quite enjoying the new Malevolence album, uh, Malicious Intent. Oh, it's cool. been fun. Uh, and the new album by Moontooth that I listened to a little bit called Furutruf. What's that, like Light Eater yeah. or something? Um, it's good, but I don't think it's quite as metally as the last one. Um, so that's what I've had on. Just the, the usual weird prog shit, really. Yeah, I um, tried the new Amon Amarth song this morning as well, and that didn't really do it for me. So yeah. Is that the the Great Heathen Army or Get in the Ring? Yeah, that was the one. It was just a bit tuneless, unfortunately, for me. I am not feeling those tracks. They did one called Put Your Back Into The Oar, which almost... Okay. It's like it was custom made for a rowing machine at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's, there's, there's a good 30 seconds of, of just row. But yeah, it's um, it's kind of an interesting time of the year because I'm really waiting for the Halo effect, and I don't want to burn yeah. myself out on the first few tracks, which I mm, did no, totally. on the uh, I did on the Active Denial album. Yeah, uh, so it's um, it's a time to be time keep to it be special. Pa- keep it special. It's a time to be patient and try and keep it special. Yeah. So then, anyway, so that's um. What have I been up to? Had COVID. That was shit. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> it was uh, is pretty rough. And yeah. um, did you lose all your t- 
taste and smell and yes. that? Yes, I did. I did. Mm. Um, I had a really bad sore throat for a few days, but physically I was okay within a week. But I think mentally I was just talking gibberish, even more so than usual, for about two weeks. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've I lost, how much I lost knocks, yeah. my sense of taste and smell. And in particular, coffee tasted just like dirt water. And, oh, that's not nice. And toothpaste tasted awful. Like it really made me want to vomit. Oh wow! I was almost gagging on toothpaste for a couple of days. It was That's weird. Not nice. It was, yeah, it was really strange. And I was making coffee, and I was like, "This is nice coffee." And Jess was like, "This is absolutely delicious." And I was like, "Because <laughs> 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 uh, it's not long since I got myself a a big like a big proper coffee grinder." Um, yeah. So yeah. I had these beautiful artisanal beans, but I might as well have been drinking yep. a cup of soil. <laughs> oh so, no! It's so disappointing. But it's um yeah, it's mostly we're mostly back to normal now. Um, Good although stuff. it's you know we're on to. Omicron BA5 at the time of recording, so it's like more contagious yeah. than measles. Uh, mm. Never ends. Year, year three yeah, of the pandemic. I know it's crazy, isn't it? So, kill switch engage then. What a so. Let's uh, do what this. Was your, so, what was your first um, introduction to them? Right. So, I got into them via a live and just breathing um, because that was the big Roadrunner debut, and that was a, that was a big you know push. <laughs> if you're on Roadrunner, especially at that point in your time. They've got Slipknot money coming in, and uh, they can push bands. And they certainly pushed um, My Last Serenade, which was a Kerrang! TV staple back in the day. And um, Yeah, that's probably my introduction to them. Um, I followed them pretty closely for a little while. I obviously went back to the debut. I really like the, the debut self-titled. I think it's a really sort of crunchy... A lot, a lot of hardcore on that record in particular. Um, yep. You can tell they have a sort of punk background almost. And I, I, yeah, I definitely followed them through to Howard Jones' first record, The End of Heartache, which I also very much enjoyed, but kind of fell off the back wang with them a little bit. I've heard As Daylight Days is quite a good record, but I've also heard that the second self-titled is not a good record. <laughs> um, so I never bothered with that. So yeah. Um, but then came back to them with Disarm, because I think, like a lot of Killswitch fans, I think we were all excited that Jesse was coming back. Um, and yeah. What a album just blew me away. Like, honestly, like he sounds better than he ever did. Um, it's super catchy, just like lots of, you know, three minute punchy songs. Uh, songwriting is just great across the board. But, like, yeah, I won't bury the lead too much. <laughs> um, Stop but, talking yeah. about the album before yeah, we talk yeah. about the album. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I guess for a bit of context, uh, so I, I got into them. I'd listened to a bit of Alive or Just Breathing. Okay. Um, I'd heard My Last Serenade because I watched Kerrang! in the early oh, 2000s. Yeah. It was unavoidable. Yep. Um, and um, there's definitely a, I guess, a phase, and probably when I was living in Oxford, actually. So, probably around the time that we sort of met and started yeah, started yeah. talking online that um, I got quite heavily into the hard June stuff so yep. whenever Disarm the Descent came out that was perfect timing for me because I was really yeah. into them by that point Absolutely. Um, I would agree I, I'd say you should definitely listen to As Daylight Dies it's a really good album yep. um, the self-titled album is not great but yeah. Um, so what happened was Jesse Leach was the well he was a vocalist at the time of Alive or Just Breathing which is now 20 years old 20 oh, years uh, terrifying and, and Jesse left the band sort of around the phase of her touring it, I think. Yeah. Um, bef- and he left due to, like, he had vocal issues with a, a lot of metal vocalists. It's quite common to you know, do a lot of screaming and not really be doing it in a controlled way and to yeah. burst your vocal cords. So he Absolutely. had yeah. vocal performance issues. And he also had quite bad mental health issues. Yep. Um, and then he was replaced by Howard Jones, who had a very different 
singing style, much more yeah. polished, much more soulful. But Bernard yeah. Jones is a, is a great screamer, and I think oh, he's yeah, yeah. definitely. I think he's definitely one of the great metal vocalists. And I think this is the and, thing with Killswitch, isn't it? Is like um, I think you're if you're a fan of the band, I think you 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 will like them throughout their career. But there's definitely people that favor Howard or favor Jesse. Uh, yeah. Howard has got, um, like you say, a lot more powerful, sort of soulful voice to him. Um, and I think their music doesn't, when Howard's in the band, their music generally gets a little bit more, um, melodic, a little bit more soulful as a result. Say more commercial, um, yeah, probably almost. Th- maybe, maybe yeah. they do have heavy songs, don't get me wrong, but like their, their music is not as heavy as when Jesse is in the band, I think. I think they do have, they have, up, they do have some absolutely, bitching songs mm-hmm. on those albums they've got really good tracks like um like rose of sharon is as oh. heavy as anything on yeah, there. yeah absolutely there's, there's some old all-time big fat riffs in those album yeah yep. um but it's but it's it's different it's not bad it's just different the self-titled yeah, album is not very good and hired left after that and again i think he he did have illness and he had he had his own mental health problems i think he was just burnt out yeah, um, yeah, and then um, we had the surprise return of Jesse Leach for Disarm the Descent, and at yep. this point it was kind of make or break for the band. Um, yeah, and as you're about to hear, it was much more make than break. Mm. And since then, they've released um, Incarnate and Atonement, which is in 2019, and it's all yep. been pretty banging. Uh, they also have a really good um, Atonement B sides that they released. Uh, they released it during during COVID. Yeah, I think it's only had it a digital release, release, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I've, I I yeah, I bought it. It's very good. Um, I'd like I'd like I'd like a big deluxe tracks. version of uh, Atonement with that with those songs as like a second disc or something. That would be nice. But I think yeah. it's called something really imaginative, like Atonement Two. Yeah, it is Atonement um, Two B sides for charity. <laughs> It's yes, that's it. It's quite good. There's a there's a track on it called "I Feel Alive Again," which is mm. a real. It's probably the best one. It's it's awesome. Um, yeah. But I really really like um, Atonement, and I really like Incarnate. But I think mm. I like this one just a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> and and so Killswitch Engage, for those of you who've never listened to them, are usually classed as a, a melodic metalcore album, and that means. Um, there is a bit of melodic death metal coming in there. Quite yep. a lot of um, in flames and at the gates influence. Absolutely, a little bit of classic new wave of British heavy metal. A bit of thrash in there. Yep. Um, so a bit of bit of Maiden, bit of Metallica, but it also has the stompier bits of metalcore. Yeah, um, yeah. The so you've got breakdowns, but I would say they are a bit more. They're a bit more fast moving rather than really boring sludgy breakdowns. Yeah, they're not um, that one so chord bit... chug that you get with a lot yes. of things. Yeah. yeah, it's not the boring one chord chugging. Yeah, yeah. So it's um so it's basically a big a big metal mix box of everything I like about music wrapped up in a band. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. As as modern metalcore bands go, I think Killswitch are probably up there. If I I don't know if there's a is a, if there's a big four of metalcore, but Killswitch are definitely leading it as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, I think they're very, probably very influential the biggest, on modern metal. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't think there'll be any any metalcore band I can think of. He says hastily clicking onto the metalcore Wikipedia page. <laughs> um, if there's anything, no, nah, not not really. Look, there's there's other ones that are 
there's I other mean, ones there's... that are sort of popular and influential, like, yeah. like like Bullet. You mentioned Bullet there, metal. Absolutely. There are a lot of metalcore I mean, bands. Like Shadows Fall um, probably going to be up there. Shadows, Shadows. Wow. Well, so Shadows Fall fact is that um, the the bassist from Killswitch Engage was originally in a band called Overcast. Okay. Um, not to be confused with a podcast player. <laughs> and and the singer in Overcast was Brian Fair, who's the singer from Shadows Fall. There you um, go. So they do. They, they're quite intimately linked. But the other big ones would be uh, apparently Avenge Sevenfold. Okay, but certainly mm. Shadows Fall. They were they were metal for dying, a time, I think. Yeah, um, definitely. As I lay dying, are very similar sounding band. Um, mm. Unearth her yep, are probably yeah, a bit. I'd say yeah. I'd say Unearther. They don't have the melodic vocals, but they've certainly got the melodic. Um, they could certainly get the melodic um, guitar riffs. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah like, was it? Was, what's, their, what's their classic one? Zombie Autopilot? That's like one of the best riffs of all time. It's so <laughs> catchy. Um, and, and, and Trivium, although, they, although I wouldn't necessarily Again, say Trivium or Metalcore. May, maybe started They're, out as a, tri- a Metalcore band, but have evolved beyond that. I think. Yeah. But, yeah. Look, I feel like that's a conversation for another day, but, but Metalcore often gets a bad reputation, and I think justifiably so because it, it has a lot of commercial learned bands like asking alexandria and all that crap yeah um, there's a lot of it, tuneless one note one chord chugging stuff out there yeah. uh it's very it's metalcore is surprisingly approachable for a new artist because uh if you don't have a lot of chops you can certainly bash a chord for ages um so yeah that, that it does tend to unfortunately attract that sort of that sort of songwriting but when it's done well, like, you know, Kill Switch, uh, it can be incredibly effective. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I'm, I'm not opposed to the old breakdown and stuff when, when, when there's actually a riff there, you know? And I, I definitely feel like Kill Switch are, are a lot more, you know, songwriting chops in Kill Switch a lot better than, and, than most, let's put it that way. So, yeah. I just remembered one more thing that's metalcore related. Okay. So, um, so there's a festival in Australia called Good Things. Okay, and it's coming back after a couple of years off, and yep. the artists are Deftones, okay, No Effects, yep, Gojira, mm-hmm. and uh, who else we got? Melancholin, oh, Melancholin are playing yep. it, and, and Lacuna Coil and stuff. Sabaton, mm. Soulfly. Unfortunately, the headliners are Bring Me the Horizon. <laughs> Oof, yeah, that's a band that was a metalcore band for a little while. Yeah, so um. I have decided I do not want to see Gojira if I have to see Bring Me the Horizon. I can't do it. <laughs> well, you oh, could fuck off before Bring Me the Horizon goes. Oh no, I just I can't I can't do it. I, I'm I'm dreading the I'm dreading some point when we, when we lose a bet and have to do Bring Me the Horizon. Really <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, um, they are one of the most popular bands in in modern heavy music at the moment, which is a bit of a strange one. But I yes. please uh please defend the band by tweeting Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if so you want to do that, uh, sure, but uh, I will not listen. <laughs> so let's get it. Let's get into it then. Let's uh, do so it. the first track on the Sarm the Descent is The Hell in Me. Right. big opener it's it a big just, opener and it just so there's there's a thing with this album and there's a, there's a uh, and it's choruses and um mm-hmm. there there are many many incredibly strong soaring vocal melodies across this record yep. and they always kind of hit during the choruses 
Um, and this has one, you know, it's an amazing chorus. Um, can't be, can't be faulted. Um, I also like that the, the, the soaring vocal melodies are sort of backed with that tremolo picking on this song. And it's just like, oh, you're doing the things that Lewis likes. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I like as well, it has that sort of patented sort of kill switch jangly breakdown before the final chorus hits. Just gives it that added oomph when it comes back. Uh, it's, yeah. it's very, it's very sort of Howard Jones era, I suppose, is what I, I would more associate the with. The acoustic that guitar, sound. the, the acoustic guitar bit mm. that, just pops in to give you a little bit of a breather before yeah, yeah. the the final chorus. That was very hard. Jones era kill switching. It's yeah, very similar totally. to the opening to my my curse. Yeah, which absolutely. is the, um, the 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 classic um, acoustic opener. Yeah, yeah. This is just this is just so much fun. There's a really good mix of um, screaming, tremolo yep. picking, shouting, some manic drumming in the chorus. And I, oh. as I listen to this a bit more critically. In preparation for this show, I yep. did remember. Oh, the drums are actually really good in this. Yeah, and yeah. there's um, some really deep emotional singing. It's a very cathartic song, and and the other thing about Kill Switch is that they're quite sincere, almost to the point of silliness. Yeah, and it, it just works very well. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I agree completely. And there's there's something about this era where Jesse comes back that feels very celebratory. Like mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. he there me- there are messages in the songs where you can tell like you know he's very sincere it's, there's he doesn't really he he kind of signs to find the light and dark with a lot of his writing he'll be talking about things that obviously bother him or that he has problems with and that he has so, so, there'll be a negative side to his to his vocals but then the chorus will generally sort of like come out of that and it's like okay here's here's a positive mindset here's how we could probably change things and make things better and it it, yeah again it has that sort of celebratory sort of quality to it which i really find quite interesting for metalcore you know there's not a lot of bands that can put a positive message into heavy music and it not sound silly um and i think that killswitch definitely have that edge to them there's a, there's a few that like I, can I think, think like yeah. maybe Hatebreed or someone like that. They have they always have a very positive message to share, uh, but also being very heavy and it not sounding too silly. Um, so yeah, it's it's quite a rarity amongst metalcore and metal bands in particular to have positive messages and be yeah and, 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 they're, and, it not and they're daft, you know. And they're kind of they're kind of known for that. Mm. Um, and I think that's very much a Jesse influence that, that yeah, kept on yeah. going throughout the 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 the, the, Howard, the Howard era. That's yeah. just confusing because it reminds me of the the old Australian Prime Minister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the Howard Jones era, not the John Howard era. <laughs> and um, and yeah, they. I think w- I listened to Alive or Just Breathing because it was, you know I think it was my my pick this one, yeah. and I wasn't sure whether to do that one or do Disarm the Descent. And as I listened to it, I thought mm, actually. This isn't quite as good as I remember it. I don't think we're gonna have a lot to say. I feel like yeah. it's a very it's kinda of, it's kind of like the poison. Yeah, where it's yeah. probably not quite as good as you think it is, and it's it's a not bit quite front there the whole way through. It's kind of yeah, gets a little bit too and, samey by the end. Yeah, I get you completely. Yeah, and, and like and like you know, don't get me wrong, like you know, I'll I'll, I'll happily listen to self revolution anytime. Mm. Um but um but I do think it kind of falls apart in the back half. But yeah. The lyrics on, uh, and we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later, probably on the call, but the lyrics in that album are very much, like, they're very Christian-oriented. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas this is more general positivity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you and know, that's, yeah. positive mindset for everybody. We're welcoming all people. Like, it's it's not a specifically... I know, I know Jesse is, you know, a big born-again Christian type um, but like, yeah, it, it, it definitely with this record, you can tell like it's okay. 
you could do that. We are, we, you know, like we we don't uh, uh, we're not advert to your Christianity or anything like that. The rest of the band, obviously, a little bit more. You know, I don't know if they're atheist or not, but like, it it doesn't seem like their their <laughs> their Christianity comes through in their <laughs> music playing. Um, whereas, yeah, it's it's very much just sort of like, okay, yeah, welcome everybody. Like, you know, like you can have that positive mindset, but like, it, it, I think it's good to in, be inclusive and just sort of open it open it up a bit. And it definitely feels that way with this record in particular. It doesn't feel like it's overtly Christian. Um, well, it's not. So, yeah. It's not. It's not Christian rock. No, um, yeah, yeah. by any means, no. Yeah. Um, but that wouldn't that be interesting? We'll have to do a Striper album at some point. We'll put that in the backlog. <laughs> yeah, Christian metalcore. God, Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what a what a fun opener. You get a big stompy breakdown. The couple, another classic kill switch sound is the bends, the kind of noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the other thing with this album that is consistently good is the the production. Mm. Um, and Adam D produces most of the kill switch albums. It's also yeah. mixed by um, Andy Sneap. Yep. who is a um, excellent producer. Yeah, yeah producer. Yeah, yeah he, um, what have we got here? Uh, he, he won a, a Grammy nomination for the, the mixing on this. Wow. Um, and he also produced um, produced Deliverance by Opeth. was one of his big ones. Kind of, That's, kind of done everything. Yeah, yeah. Kind yeah of no, he's, he, has a, he has a resume and a half, that old boy. Yeah. Uh, he's done Napalm Death, Testaments, The Gathering, Nevermore's Dead Heart in a Dead World, kind of stuff for Creator, Arch Enemy. Just kind of listing bands here. He's done a lot. He's done a lot. You you go look it up. We're going to move yep. on to the next song. We should. You go look it up. <laughs> <laughs> did, did Bullet's Hand of Blood. Well, there you go. There's the metal right, connection. So, so moving on, we have got Through the Flames. Excuse me. Now, the song is called <laughs> Beyond the Flames. Why did I why did I think it was called Through the Flames? <laughs> so I'm thinking, maybe I'm getting confused with Dragon Forces. You the are Fire indeed. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, scratch that. It's called Beyond the Flames. Now, this I I remember the first time I heard this, um, mm. and I this is the point in first listening when I knew this album was going to be fucking great. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't let up for a while. This record at all. The riff that opens this is Chef's Kiss. Oh, excellent stuff. Um, I feel like this is annoyingly one of the weaker choruses. It's fine, don't get me wrong. Like it's not a bad chorus by any means. But when the choruses hit on this record, they are just like euphoric. They are like, "Yep, I want to sing along to this. I want to absolutely scream my guts out um, with Jesse and just have a great time." Whereas this one, I'm just like, mm, "It's fine." But I, I don't know if I'd have that euphoric moment of like, yes, let's go. Um, it is a decent song all around. Like, it's difficult to get bored because it's over and under in three minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But like, I just don't think the chorus is as strong. Um, but yeah, it's it's good stuff again. You know, like it's just driving, intense, really exciting music, and just yeah, it's like what you come to metalcore for. Look, I, I agree with all that. It's a mm. particularly excellent riff. Yeah. Um, my only defense of the chorus is that um, 
right before the I think it's the last course and also the the bridge before it is that um I'm assuming it I think it's Jesse is screaming while Adam D is singing the chorus yeah I think because they both because they do vocal harmonies in this album yeah yep. um but um at the, the the last chorus they just give up on doing the harmonies and Jesse's just going <laughs> <laughs> oh Adam, Adam, Adam is usually going to the filthy yeah. lows throughout the record yeah yeah totally yeah. <laughs> so uh so that I, I like that it, it, it has a little bit of um a little bit of development through it yeah um but yeah it's it, the the first pretty much pretty much the first eight or nine tracks of this album are, are relentless mm, absolutely absolutely oh yeah no it's good stuff it's really good stuff but like i say it's probably i don't want to say it's a weak chorus but it's not as good as some of the best yeah. choruses on this record so yeah it's like it's not it's not world class yeah like the rest yeah. of the, the choruses <laughs> on this it's uh nearly yeah. nearly excellent yeah exactly so next up we've got um what i have in my notes as bracket new close bracket uh, the the new awakening. <laughs> yeah. So we, we think it's called the we, we we checked before the show. We think it's called the New Awakening, but yeah, um, that's what's written on the back of the box. So yeah. <laughs> but at some at some point, I downloaded the wrong ID three tags from somewhere. Okay. <laughs> so but this yeah. is the this is like a, a kill switch engage grab bag. We've got oh. all the main guitar noises. The riffs like riff like a machine gun. That so it's got it's got them all. Then you've got the soaring chorus riff that's very Iron Maiden. Yes, absolutely. It's good, and you've got the the inspirational lyrics. It's really good. Get yourself out of bed, stuff. I'd rather burn out than fade away. Well, was that originally Neil Young? And. And then it's got this massive breakdown, which feels custom made for the mosh pit, and oh. and more classic metal stylings over the the. There's a bit of a chance they are, will yeah. not live in fear. And it goes, oh, oh that's good. And then so and then it, and then the solo just rips in. There's lots of shredding and tapping. Adam D. Everyone's having a blast. Yeah, Everyone, everyone's is- just having a, a, a good time. A fantastic song all around. Yeah, the verses in this one are really groovy as well, which I really like. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, riff in the verse is super cool. Love that noodly sort of like, like diddly, like you say. It's just yeah, really good fun. Uh, the double bass really emphasizes the down picking on this song as well, which I really like. Um, and yeah, the lead guitar riff is super old school heavy metal. Like yeah, it's really good stuff. And it like the Jesse's vocals melody actually really complements it quite well. Um, yeah, it's like. Just excellent 10 out of 10 Killswitch Engage songwriting. It's so good. And then also, it has that call before the breakdown. I would rather die than live my life in fear. It's so good. Oh, it's like, yeah, you would open up that pit at that moment. It would just be so much fun. Yeah, like, as I haven't got bad things to say about The New Awakening. It is an absolute Killswitch all-timer. Yeah, really good song. And speaking of really good songs... Next up, we have In Due Time. Oh, in due time. See the world to be 
oh, in due so, time. So, uh, <laughs> like, um, I th- this was this must have been the lead single for the album. If it wasn't, and, uh, it was a bloody mistake. <laughs> I, no, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure it was. And um, I remember when this when this dropped, yeah, it, it was it was it was ve- it was, yeah. it was very exciting. So again, mm. um, there's something about this song that like from the very first band from the boom yeah, that kicks yeah. into it, it's like it's just. It really gets your heart racing. Yeah, it's um, got such and- a thrashy riff in the verses. I love that sound, man. Yeah, really good stuff. It, and it, it sort of opens up to a, a really lovely, catchy chorus. Um, chorus is phenomenal. It's yeah. so, so good, and it's so um, it's so kill switchy, uplifting. Yeah, it's it's and, fun. Like oh, it's a fun song. Like that's that's the thing. It's like how how many metal songs can you say are fun? And <laughs> like that's the thing with In Due Time. It's just a really enjoyable track. Nice little guitar solo in the back half helps this one stand out as well. Um, it used to be my favourite song on the album, I've got to say, but I think when I think about stuff now, it's just like I think the fact that it's it's a lot more bouncy and enjoyable. Kind of, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I think what I come to Kill Switch for is not necessarily a fun song. It's necessary. It's more a an all arounder. I like that punishing sort of verse, and then a big euphoric like chorus whereas i feel like this one is just overall quite fun and bouncy and just a lot you know yeah it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun but it's not necessarily what i come to kill switch for um so again i'm i'm not gonna slate it for any reason because it's it is definitely a great song don't get me wrong but it's not like the thing that i come to kill switch for <laughs> um, that, that's, so, yeah. that's that's fair yeah i i think uh like i, I think this one's a masterpiece yeah, I think it's it's, it's, and I, and I, it's a great, great song, and like I say, it was probably my favourite song for for a long, long time. But I, in in hindsight, I think there are other songs on this record which do it better for me. You know, like, it, but oh god, what a chorus! Just elevates it. It's amazing. It's, well, it's like it's gonna, it's one gonna of the most absolutely huge chorus. And, yeah, memorable. But but I like the, the, the I just find there's so many things to come back to and like about this. Like I like yeah. that the vocals from Jesse get incredibly raw before yeah, the second yeah. chorus. Mm. I think it's something like, like, where does my help come from or something like that. So yeah, like it gets, yeah. and it's, it, it sounds like he's having a meltdown, but it's, yeah, yeah it's so controlled. Um, the, the, the bridge before the, the solo is really excellent at building mm. anticipation as well. It's yeah, just, yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a complete package. <sighs> and, and like, and one thing about this album is it, it never outstays its welcome. This no, album's only this forty minutes long. Yeah, yeah, and, this and is the most thing. of the songs are in three and a half minutes. They're, yeah, there, there's nothing really. There's no fat on it. No, absolutely, and it doesn't feel like songs end abruptly or anything like that. It's like, no, we got all our ideas on the page, and it just so happened that it turned out the song was a little bit shorter than what you know you'd expect from modern metal. You know, like I, I, I think it's really good, and I think it, it again, it's. Maybe it shows a more of that sort of like hardcore roots of the band, you know, like where it's yep. like the short yep. songs and it's like our stru- the, the structure sort of suits hardcore a lot more. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just interesting to see like a band at this point in their career, especially after, you know, a little bit of a hiatus and a, and a, and a vocalist change and stuff like that can come out of the gates with a song and with an album like this, which is just, just balls to the wall, man. Like, oh, it's just so much fun. Yeah. Like, I'm this coming back to this is I'm still super impressed that this was a comeback record like you know like you would have thought maybe I you know spend a little time sort of getting comfy again but honestly it sounds like they just slot back together perfectly really naturally and just was like okay let's make the best goddamn record we can um yeah it's 
It's so much fun, man. What an album. In Due Time is a great song. So you would think that after In Due Time, that's normally the point where an album would take a break. But yeah. <laughs> Killswitch Engage are, are, are not like you and I. And they said, no, ah, fuck no, it, no. let's go even harder. And so they went yeah. into the next track, which is A Tribute to the Fallen. And this one's basically just a riff fest. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like Loads the, of old school heavy metal this on this one. Yeah, yeah. That galloping yes, and at the, the start. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, really good stuff. Another amazing chorus, like super memorable. Um, I think this is one of the best best choruses on the album. It's a yeah. really good sing-along one, and it's a particularly good interplay of the guitars and the vocals. The yeah. Absolutely. This is great. Yeah, um, no, it's really and so, fun. And it's, again, it's a really good mix of melody plus the stumpier metalcore yeah, bits. absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and another huge solo. This one's got some Van Halen-style tapping on it. I think this is um, probably one of my favorite solos on the album, if not my favorite. Um, yeah, it's it's really good, that middle eight solo. Um, I think the only thing with this point, especially when you listen to the album front to back, is at this point you kind of start to notice the kill switch song structure you know like you're getting okay yep. so the verses are going to be heavy the chorus is going to be singing and uplifting yeah. and then we're going to have a solo or a breakdown and then we're going to go back and do the the, the chorus again so yeah you kind of it, it kind of becomes a little bit like okay i i get i get what you're doing now but at the same time it's like but i'm not sick of it <laughs> i'm kind of having a good time so you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna slate you for that like if you've got a, if you've got a style that works for you and you do it this well then like you know i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna not gonna fault it um but and yeah I, think, I guess the thing is like that you know that is a pretty standard it's almost like a melodic metalcore trope but they kind of yeah. invented that yeah that's that's their thing uh, like, right? yeah, they, like really like they they, they invented the that, that on that, a live yeah. or just breathing you know that's yeah. that's that's what that that's the that's the my last serenade template yeah yeah absolutely it's a, it, and, and what changed with the hard june stuff is they they stopped doing heavy verses all the time yeah yeah this is the thing that's actually like, that's actually yeah. what changed they, they would do all, all and clean, think, and even when they released, um, I think it was the end of Heartache. They yeah. released as part of like a Resident Evil movie soundtrack, but don't, yes. don't run away, you know that. But it is a, it's an all clean version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I it, think which sounds really weird if you've heard I think the, the album original, version like that. Yeah, I think the album version does have clean vocals throughout the song. It's just that yes, it does. They're it bolstered does. by a screamy sort of like low end undercurrent that's like you know helps. Just again, like it elevates it, it makes the vo vocals yeah. stand out a little bit better. Yeah, so um, yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, um, but like, yeah, I think, and that's an, that's another thing that a lot of people that prefer the Howard stuff have for them. I think is that like musically, there is a little bit more going on. You know, it's not so much the 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 verse chorus structure and the verses are screamed the chorus is a song there is a little bit more going on vocally you know it, you can you can make an argument that howard might have had a little bit more to his you know a few more strings to his bow <laughs> than than jesse did um but i think what jesse does is also incredibly effective um and i again like 
I'm a hardcore guy, right? Like, I like me some punk, and I think Jesse is always going to be my fave because of that, because he's got that sort of hardcore background. Like, there's a great, for some, for some further viewing, there's an amazing, um, set from, um, the American Hardcore Festival. I think it, I can't remember what it's actually called now. I think it might just be called the American Hardcore Festival, um, where they basically play their debut in full, but with this lineup, the 2013, you know, disarm lineup and, yeah, it, it makes sense. You can see exactly where the band's roots are, where they come from, what they've taken forward. And yeah, it, that's, that's Kill Switch for me. So yeah, like, again, really good set. I think I'm pretty sure it's on the, um, Hate Five Six channel, um, in its entirety with, you know, audio from the desk. So it sounds nice and clear. Yeah, really good set. I think the other thing we should say is like, not, not to not be unfair to Jesse. Hmm. Um, he does, further refine his sound on the Killswitch albums after this. Yeah. Um and and I think that if you compare the the Howard Jones era yep. to Alive or Just Breathing, I think there's mm. no doubt that Howard's a better vocalist, but I think Oh yeah, um, yeah. But I think with this sound of descent he's pretty 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 much equally good or equally yeah, enjoyable. Yeah. No, his, he's, his, he's done a his lot clean to his vocals voice. are vastly yeah. improved. Yeah. Yeah, no absolutely and, and I think it's a better fit for the band because mm. his his cleans are Almost as good as Howard Jones, but mm. his, his screams are way better. Yeah, yeah, and his, his screams are just, yeah, what a deafening roar. I love it. It's so good. It's, 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 it's a metalcore scream for the ages. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Tribute to the Fallen is the only track that fades out at the end, and you get a little bit of yeah. a breather for about five seconds, mm. and then you go into Turning Point. You get like I can't I can't decide if this is one of the best songs in the album or a fairly average one because I really really love it, mm. but I'm not sure if I can justify that on a podcast. I get yeah uh, I get it completely yeah. It's I, got that it's got I that big metalcore um, like one chord chug to start this one. So like you you it's like a meat meat grinder riff. Yeah, is how yeah. I have described it. Yes, yeah, in, the, exactly. in the verse. So yeah, it's really, got a really heavy good verses. build up to the chorus. Absolutely. Adam kind of providing the low-end screams to bolster Jesse's high-pitched scream on this one, which is kind of interesting. You don't really get that an awful lot across this record, so it's kind of that makes it a little bit different. Um, again, it's just that chorus, man. It just pushes it to another level. It's just super catchy. It's just really, really fun. Big euphoria moment. Um, another awesome solo in the back half. Again, the, the song structure is very samey, but it works, so don't mess with a winning formula as far as I'm concerned. Um, the only thing with yeah. Turning Point is it doesn't really have a second verse. It almost has like a weird yeah. bridge back you. into the solo. Mm. And it has a little more development in the the third chorus after they... Uh, well, the bit I particularly like is there's the, the second chorus where it goes into the bridge. Yeah. I, I, I really, really like that. I think that's one of the most emotional points in the album. Yeah. And it's it's a particularly good example of like the the way this music can make you feel and how uplifting and, and, and nice it is. Yep, like it makes yep. you it makes you want to go out and, and do some do some good in the world. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, just. But yet, I feel like you know, I, I probably there was this would have been my favorite song on the album at some point in time. Yeah, this this absolutely would have been my my favorite. Um, oh really? At some point in at some point yeah, in yeah. time. Look, I I want to say like 
at six tracks in, we should probably be hitting like, I don't know, like a slower track or something, or we're going to change a pace, or maybe even had a bad song at this point. But I don't feel like anything up until this point has been bad. So yeah, like I, I, I still think the, the, the first half of this record is just, it's just one of the strongest like metalcore like first halves. It's so good. Um, we were listening to this in the car um, yeah. today on the, on the way home from visiting the in-laws for lunch. Yeah. And I think it got to probably around this point in the album and Jess was like, you know, one of the things about this album is it doesn't really slow down. And I was like, I just, <laughs> that's why it is so good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it really is. like It's it's it's, it's just full full throttle, which is which is difficult whenever you're driving a car because you get the urge to urge to stay and really <laughs> yeah. fang, fang it, as they say in Australia. Um, but yeah, it really it just go just goes balls to the walls for like yeah, the first yeah. at least at least the first I don't know when when does it slow down track track ten <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty much yeah because um, if we go into so, track seven which is all we have. Well, this one starts with blast beats. This, yeah, get, this is heavier. Really <laughs> punky, like the quality of the drums on in the verses on this one as well. Like it's, I, I, I think with this one, it probably is one of the weaker choruses. Unfortunately, like I think it's, it's not offensive, but it's a little, ta- it's a little too emo for my liking. The chorus on this one, and I think that's yeah. the thing that kind of brings this one down. Unfortunately. Um, this one, this one, t- I think the verses are quite reminiscent of the "Alive or Just Breathing" sound. It reminds yeah. me of something like "Fixation on the Darkness" kind mm. of a sound too. Yeah, totally, um, totally. I really like the the noodly guitars in yep. the chorus. Absolutely, but it's definitely not the most memorable. I, I know, I know what you mean. That it's like it's not. Um, I think in some ways this song actually serves as a break. Yeah. Yeah, because the because, course is a little bit lighter and it's not, yeah, it's not it's, quite as emotionally arresting. Yeah, it's definitely got that sort of whinier, emo, post-hardcore, early 2000s quality to it. Um, which this is all we have. <laughs> I ready to just hold on. <laughs> which is an acquired taste. Let's put it that way. I'm not saying it's bad by any means, but like, it's like not... I, I didn't, I didn't do it justice with that poor cover, but it's that <laughs> kind of sentiment. Yeah, yeah. But again, Back off, we get a dirty, groovy breakdown, big mosh pit moment, um, and yeah, like there's there's still components of this that I really really like. I just feel like if I was gonna say, you know, a weak chorus on this record, I think this was the this is the first one where I'm just like oh, I could probably have skipped this one, you know. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, again, not a bad song, but perhaps one of the weaker choruses. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, we we get in a bunch of all, all very good songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's like when it when it falters ever so slightly on this record, it does stand out a little bit more than the others. But it's to say, it, but it, to say it's a bad song is 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 wrong. Basically, it's not a bad song. It's just it's got a weaker chorus. That's all it is. So next up, we've got "You Don't Bleed for Me." Uh, and 
this one, they the opening riff of this is like it's so filthy. It sounds like yeah. a dirt bike revving up. I I love it. Yeah. This is so so overdriven and like grungy and hardcore. It's yeah. a, it's actually quite different to a lot of the the riffs. Yeah, on it. yeah, completely. I'd say this was the this. I'd say this personally was the point where I felt like the song the song maybe slowed down. A little bit more than the the, the stuff that's come a previous. A little to bit, it. A, a, yeah. a little bit. It's um, more mid-paced yeah. though. It's not slow. It's more mid-paced. It's just a little bit more subdued in the, in its speed, you know. Um, but yeah, I I think this one unfortunately doesn't leave much of a lasting impact. I think the riff in the verses has a nice gallop to it, um, and the chorus is pretty serviceable. But again, like. That, I feel like that is the thing that describes this track for me. It's like perfectly serviceable as a Killswitch song goes. <laughs> like I, it has elements of it that are, you know, there are some definite highlights and standout moments. But like overall, I feel like the song as a as a whole is a perfectly serviceable Killswitch song, which is fine. But in an album of absolute rages, <laughs> this one yeah. kind of feels like it falls a little bit flat in comparison. It, it's got some kill switch tropes we haven't heard before in this album. Yeah. Like it has the um, sort of uh, speaker's corner preacher sort yeah. of shouting in the breakdown. Yeah, fight, yeah. Fight, righteousness, you don't speak for me. You don't speak for me. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. that, that kind of, yeah. um, you know, please take my pamphlet. And uh, <laughs> and, um, and it also has uh, a, a guitar sound we haven't heard, which is a... You know, that yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. triplet. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, that's a thing, totally. that's uh, that is a that is a kill switch thing. Uh, yeah. The little the little triplet runs. Yeah. Um, like, like I, I think it's fun. It's not the best track in the album, but I like, I, I don't really skip again, most of this like, album when I'm listening to it. So again, when it's, I, it's fun. When I when I have to criticize a song and it's just like oh, it's probably not one of the best songs on the album. You know you know this album is doing something pretty decent, right? Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the, the yeah. hardest thing you can say about it is like oh maybe the chorus isn't the one of the best, or you know maybe the song's just a little bit more serviceable. Than it's like yeah. That's that, that's that's the sign yeah. of a good album, as far as I'm concerned. Right? You're just yeah. like really picking at like threads to try and be like, uh, not as good as that one previous, but like that one previous was one of the best songs ever. So, um, yeah, it's again, it's difficult to say. Like, it's not bad. It's not a bad song. It's really not a bad song. It's just one of the more serviceable tracks on the album. So, yeah. Don't 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 knock it. Don't skip it. But like, just be prepared that it's probably not going to hit you the same way as track nine, the call. <laughs> This Mate. is a really the call is a really really interesting one because it's actually it's one of the heaviest al- songs on the album, isn't it? It's one of the heaviest songs they've ever done, as far as I'm concerned. It's got fucking blast beats on it, mate. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is way more like it. Oh, just a really intense double bass led verse, then a massive chorus. The chorus itself is backed by blast beats. <laughs> what the hell? Um, probably the heaviest song on the album. It's Oh, what a song, man. Um, and I suppose, like, as well, like, the song actually adds more vocal melody in its middle eight, which is mm-hmm. quite a nice change of pace, because normally they're a bit more screamy, normally we're calling for the breakdown, but, like, there's more singing in the middle eight on this on this track, which is kind of interesting. 
And again, it's probably the heaviest goddamn song in the album. It's just really impressive how, again, they kind of mix up the formula ever so slightly, just a little twist to make it stand out. And I, I yeah, I, th- I think I want Killswitch to do more blast beats. <laughs> like they're very good at it, <laughs> and the fact that they're using it in the sung chorus is like pretty unique as far as songs with blast beats go. Yeah. Um, I love the call. What a song! <laughs> you, you've answered the call. Look, mm-hmm. like, this is where the lyrics do get much more explicitly Christian, and yeah. like they're not answering the call of the mastodon here, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, it's, it's a call a call of Jebus. Yeah. And, and if you like this kind of thing, there is a, another band called Times of Grace, and that is basically oh, yes, Killswitch Engage yeah. with less metal and more Christianity. And yeah. look, I I like him of a broken man. I think it's really good. Um, it's Adam D and Jesse back, and it was yeah, a nice. Yeah. So it's a stopgap in yep. between Killswitch albums. Yep. But um, I didn't. I don't think I enjoyed their new one at all. Oh really? There's okay. him of a broken man. That's a good one. It's got yep. some good tracks. It's 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 kind of like caffeine free diet Killswitch. They've yep. a new one called Songs of Loss and Separation, and I don't remember I finding think, it particularly interesting yeah I, I think i listened to the lead single of that and was just like not for me you guys do you um and never really quite checked out the rest of the record unfortunately but yeah i think that's probably what i did which is disappointing <laughs> but yeah. but now that we have kill switch back with jesse we kind of don't need uh don't need times of grace anymore <laughs> i look i'm glad they've got that outlet and that they you know they if they need to 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 exert that that creative you know thread then go for it you know you do you but what you're doing is maybe not for me so like that's that's fine you know like it's good for artists to have creative outlets other than just the thing they're known for um but yeah like i'm I'm not gonna i'm not gonna knock them for wanting to do that it's just that it doesn't really hit me the way i want you know so um yeah but the call though Good stuff. It's <laughs> good. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, <laughs> um, next up, we've got no end in sight. kind of ironic considering it's getting getting closer to the end of the album and the end yeah. is legitimately in sight <laughs> this is where the album actually fi- finally really Does properly slow slows down. down yeah yeah but it's still pretty stompy right it's it's like yeah it's, it's slow in the way that like ramstein makes slow songs you know <laughs> like it's got that stompiness yeah. that groove it's a stompy chuggy sludgy yeah. um but it's good it's a good song Great vocals from Jesse. Nice, um, nice melodeath twang to the chorus. Absolutely, yeah. I really like the way the grooves swing in this one. I think it's got some really punishingly heavy moments that like are elevated by the fact that the song is slower. Um, mm-hmm. It also has a really simple yet effective and catchy chorus. Uh, breakdown in the middle eight fell a little flat. Um, I think that's one of the few negatives across this record. It just it feels like it's like right, okay, here we go. We're gonna open up the pit again and it just sort of like a bit lacking instrumentation it, yeah it just doesn't really quite kick off that that breakdown unfortunately but again like on a whole like it's a pretty good song overall it's and it's something different you know we're adding again like 
<laughs> you're laughing at me like I'm desperately trying to find things to criticize. No, 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 no. I I agree. It's one of the weaker tracks. Yeah. Um, yeah. but that's not not to say it's not to say it's a particularly bad. Song. bad. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not just, a bad it's, song. It, like, look, it's it's challenging because it will be a pretty dull pod. Like, uh, this is why. Um, so before this episode, I was like Lewis, I need to write some notes because otherwise I'm just going to go. This song's great. This song's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. This well, song's this great. great isn't and, it? Yeah, and you need to have something to actually talk about, and you know, yeah. hopefully, oh, hopefully we've achieved that. But it's, <laughs> but, but they're all they're all pretty good songs. Yeah, there's nothing yeah, that pisses me off in this album. There's there's no um there's no cringe worthy like there's no no beat it upright from the corn episode. No, no, there's no, no weird shit like the the blind guardian episode that you yeah, know, just yeah. made us laugh or cringe. There's, yeah, there's nothing there's nothing nothing really bad here. Yeah, like they they've got the house style down. It's like a great Killswitch album from front to back because their songwriting is so strong at this point you know like it's like okay this is what we do this is what we do this effectively lots of that please <laughs> like that's that's basically what they give you so yeah again difficult to criticize because it's so exactly what you want from Killswitch <laughs> but yeah we'll move on to track 11 then which is always Look, I, I don't mind Killswitch ballads that much. Yeah, but I don't think it is their strong suit, and no. this one is not my fave compared to something like uh, the Arms of Sorrow or yeah, yeah. End of Heartache. Mm. I feel like this sneaks into cheesy American hard rock territory. Yeah, agreed. And, and um, I, I find it a, li- a little. It's the closest you get to cringing, and this would be yeah. the track I would always. Always skip. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's it's definitely it's the, just not my the cup same. of tea. Yeah, yeah it's a bit yeah. it's a bit slow paced, and I think I think they can, like I say, if you if you want to hear a, a good what I think is a good kill switch ballad, something like the Arms of Sorrow. Yeah, still has the heaviness to it. Yep, yeah. But the whole thing is clean, but it still still has a bit of metal to it. Yeah. Whereas this, I feel like, kind of could be kind of could be any band. Yeah, no, this it is the thing, have, isn't it? It just doesn't have much personality to it. And and the problem is because Jesse's not as good a clean singer as someone like Howard Jones, I don't know if he can pull off a full ballad like this. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's fair, that's fair. And again, like like you were saying, like, you know, he vocally improves over the next two records as well. So maybe he could do it, you know, later into his career. But at this point, when he's just coming back and he's just trying, you know, finding his voice again and he's coming into a band that have now established themselves quite heavily as being fronted by Howard Jones, <laughs> like to, to lose his soul, his, you know, passion, um, is, is going to affect songs like this a lot more, unfortunately. So yeah, it's the closest thing to a, the album gets to a ballad. It's another slower track. The inspiration just isn't as intense. Uh, it's largely sung instead of screamed, but it just falls a little flat. And I think Killswitch are much better when they're melding hardcore and metal. Um, and I just, this one felt like it was taking on more of that post-hardcore, that more emo sound from the early 2000s. And again, just didn't do it. Just didn't do it for me. It's not bad, but it's pretty mediocre as, as songs go. And it's definitely the one where you need to 
you make a choice it's like yeah we can we can probably skip this one and uh and i think you should personally um yeah it's really middling unfortunately like it just doesn't just doesn't have a moment that really like sets it off or grabs you it's just a bit yeah a bit of a flat song unfortunately I mean, the good news is that they do get back to good Jesse ballads, just not on this album. Yeah. Um, better Jesse ballads than this. So there's a song on Incarnate called Cut Me Loose. Okay. It's better than this. Yep. And there's one on Atonement called um, I Am Broken 2, which is mm-hmm. a you know a lovely two two minutes and 39 seconds, according to Wikipedia. Um, yep. They're they're both better. I think they... Um, like, and this is from memory, but I'm pretty sure they're clean the whole way through. Yeah, I feel like they've got a bit more of a, a medley groove to them. They're, um, yeah. they're that that's more that's more like it. Yeah, agreed. So anyway, then we've got um, the last track, which is "Time Will Not Remain," and this is where I hit my giant back half banger button. Back half banger. Yep, uh, here it is. <laughs> Ring the jingle. I, right at back half banger. And, and, and right at the end of the album, this is absolute monster. It's got one of the best riffs in the album. Pretty much relentless. The build-up of the chorus is particularly good. It's got some lovely vocal harmonies. Wow, yeah. oh, wow! It's, it's um, really stuff. This is how you close a record, and also you get a great metalcore. Let's go, <laughs> 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 which is always good. Fun. And uh, everything about it's great. The the second verse with the kind of bridge with the blast beats is awesome. Yeah, uh, and then it finishes off with some noodling and then a big thrashy shreddy solo and and oh. i think actually the the chorus the final chorus this is probably some of the best singing in the album I mean, it's just like it's just a mic drop it's like right see you later we're yeah, done yeah yeah we're Absolutely. done yeah, um yeah. no it's, like it's, it's again it's, still it's still got energy in the old tank there like honestly it's yeah it's it's oh what a closer what a closer yeah great riff in the verses really enjoy that like pace is super intense throughout this song um again like chorus maybe not the best on the album but not bad it's a really solid chorus um again I, i'm just having to pick at threads there to get negatives out of this it's it's oh, fucking what an album closer man i just a lot of love for dishonor descent i think it is pretty outstanding as far as comeback records go um and well you said this was the best comeback record of all time yeah, I, I mean, like, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of big comebacks, right? Like, I mean, like, I mean, I'm a massive At the Gates fan, and don't get me wrong, I like At War with, with Reality, but I don't think it it holds a candle to some of their best material. Whereas, Disarm the Descent is like a pretty outstanding Kill Switch record, regardless of whether or not it's a comeback record. You know, it's like that. That's how you do comeback records, right? Like, you you need to remind everybody, this is what we're about. His his 12 of the best fucking kill switch songs you've ever heard you know like it's like ah oh. and yeah apart from maybe one maybe always is the only one where i'd say like you know probably skip that to have 11 out of your 12 songs be good or not great is um yeah like that's that's 
serious going. Like, it's been a long time since we've had an album on this podcast where we're just like, I'm really struggling to find negatives, you know, like, and like, this is, this is well up there as one of our best, I think, that we've chosen for this podcast. And if you've got the deluxe version, there's even extra tracks to talk about. <laughs> oh, so the, the biggest, uh, so, okay, for, first off, um, in terms of comeback albums, I think that's really hard to define. Mm. The obvious one that would spring to mind for me is Iron Maiden's Brave New World. Yeah. Which is also one of the best comeback albums of all time. I could be mm. sarcastic and say the new Halo Effect album is a really good I mean, comeback uh, album well, look, for let's, classic let's and save that conversation for another day, I think. But yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, but yeah, so I don't want to think too much about it. But uh, I mean, every second Megadeth album seems to be a comeback album because they kind of do one crap one and well, then one really good one. Same with Metallica, uh, right? Like, because the gap between records is so long, you could almost say, yeah. say that those were comeback records. Every, but, uh, yeah. So we won't sweat that one too much. And like, there's other bands that have gone off the rails and come back. Uh, yeah. Judas Priest, Firepower is a good, uh, good yeah. pseudo comeback album. There's that, that's a that's a tricky one. Yeah. But the biggest surprise for me when I was listening to this. Was it when I looked at what the tracks were on the standard edition and I found out that Bloodstains was a bonus track? Yeah, yeah. And it's got it's got this arm in the lyrics. Yeah, it's yeah. a really this good song. Thing, why yeah, did yeah. they? Why did it just seems such an obvious closer? Why? Why did yeah. they not put it in? Yeah, no, that 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 is the thing, isn't it? It's basically the title track almost. You know, it's got disarm in the lyrics, like you say. Um, yeah, it's a perfectly decent high energy kill switch song, and it sounds like a lot of the the more middling tracks on this album, I guess. But it does very little to stand out. But like, it's not a bad song. Like, it, it I think. God, if you took Always Off and then closed with Bloodstains, like, it would be almost like, there you go, we've done it, we've done the perfect record, here's your, here's your kill switch comeback of, it's, yeah. And I like, think, um, I think it's actually one of the better choruses, honestly, yeah, because I, it's got a, re- it's got a really good vocal harmonizing, mm. um, and it's, again, it's got the, it's got the blast beats and a particularly brutal, um, verses to it, so I think it's, it's probably, just as intense, if not more intense, then and yeah. time will not remain. Mm. No, I, I can, I can, I can see that totally. I think personally, for me, I felt the chorus was a little bit forgettable, but again, I just didn't feel like it, like it just didn't hit the same way the the really good choruses did. That's that's my main issue with these with these, with a lot of those choruses on this record. Um, there are just some in particular which are just so good that it kind of. When when one falls a little flat, like you kind of notice it a little bit more, um, and yeah, so that's the only thing I'd say about Bloodstains. Really, like it, it just it was again another perfectly serviceable Killswitch song in the house style that you know you know and love. Um, the house, but maybe the house not. style, the, and the, the Bloodstains, the house red. Yep, there we go. Exactly. Yep. Um, and then we also get track fourteen, which is Slave to the Machine. And 
another bonus track, yeah. another sort of album. Yeah, that one cut. is not as that's not as good as the rest of the album, and I understand why yeah, it's a bonus I, track. Again, it, it, that's it a skipper may, for me. Yeah, totally. It's another no nonsense Killswitch track. Lots of energy, but doesn't have the riffs or the hooks I require from a really truly brilliant Killswitch song. And you can tell, okay, that's why this one didn't make the full album cut. You know, like obviously from the same sessions, but like shame to waste it. We'll have it as a bonus track. Makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> so yeah. Leftovers. I think we should talk favorite songs. Oh, I think your favorite song's the call. Oh, right now this was this oh, was tough. Okay. This was tough. It was it was in contention for favorite song of the album. Oh, oh like, you're you're pretty moist talking about it there. Mm. Uh, but that, but admittedly, that might be the extremely hot British summer. <laughs> <laughs> I think personally, the new awakening edged it just ever so slightly because it's a little bit more of what I like about Killswitch totally encapsulated in one song you know like super groovy verses amazing chorus great guitar solo incredible breakdown like just that's what I want from a Killswitch song whereas The Call was like doing different things that I'm not normally familiar with like with Killswitch like Blast Beats and Killswitch is just such a wild concept <laughs> like but I loved it don't get me wrong it's, it's awesome it's heavy it's, it's fantastic but like I think the the component elements of what I want from Killswitch, big sing-along chorus, you know, like that—that's that's where you go to. That's why I go to New Awakening. You know, it felt it felt more of what I wanted. So yeah, that's that. I think New Awakening was probably my favorite, but the call was definitely the close, you know, second. For you, in due time. Yeah, of course. That's of the right course. answer. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and look, because in due time is a belter of a single like you you had to release that as the single right like it makes perfect sense to me but like for me again like what i want from Killswitch is what the new awakening is doing <laughs> so yeah <laughs> there's so much um there's so much wrapped up in that song for me there's a mm. lot of like you know what was going on in my life at the time there's, there's so much personal affection yeah, for it yeah. and i remember going to see Killswitch live in uh birmingham in 2013 when they were touring this album yeah I think the support the support was Trivium. That's oh, when I that's when I, and that, and that's when I cottoned on to Trivium being quite nice guys because they yeah. um, somebody fell over in the mosh pit and they stopped the show until that person got medical attention. And then they kicked right back in at the moment they had cut off from the song. <laughs> it was incredible. Um, uh, but you better remember hearing that live is a, a really really emotional moment. Yeah. Um, and then. Um, yeah, I hadn't really planned. I was getting from Birmingham to Oxford, and all the trains were closed, so I had to like sleep on a friend's couch and come home at five a.m. to go to work. Oh. So it was, there was a lot. There was a lot going on that day. Yeah, um, yeah totally. But uh, but yeah, so it, to me, it's just it's just bound up with the fact that it's an awesome song. It was the lead single. It was a comeback yeah. track. I it hits probably at the exact listen to it every couple of weeks when well. I yeah, yeah, and you know I've, I haven't really stopped listening to it. Yeah, in the, no. the nearly 10 years since this album was released. Yeah, like, um, again, if you think about Killswitch, like, their best songs all time. Right, I, you know what? I'm going to go on Last FM right now and see what exactly is the most played Killswitch songs. Because if In uh, Due Time isn't in the top all, 10, it's that something's think, gone wrong. I think their most played track is probably something like End of Heartache or My oh, Curse. I'm not, I'm not denying that, but I think their top 10 songs, right, like... Top ten kill switch songs that are being constantly played in due time's got to be in there, right? In due time's got to be there. Yeah, it's their number five. There you go. Um, from the last seven days, my curse is their top song of all time, followed by the end of heartache, yeah. holy diver, mm. this fire, and then in due time. 
The, the cover of Holy Diver is not my favorite thing by Killswitch Engage. <laughs> I think it's really cheesy. This is um, this well, is a problem you... with metal covers in general, though. Is that like if one happens, generally people latch onto it quite a lot because people yeah. like heavy versions of classic songs. You know, um, it the, just, it's just uh, one of those things. My favorite place to look at um, whenever we're my, my favorite cast iron research thing is the top tens dot com. You can look up what people have voted for their favorite songs. Okay, okay, cool. And um, in due time comes in at a, a comes in at number seven. Okay, there we um, go. So they say that the the top voted one is the end of heartache. My mm-hmm. curse. This fire burns because mm-hmm. it's CM Punk's entrance theme song. Of course it is. Yes. I forgot about that. Oh, dear. Um, so that shouldn't be in there. That's silly. Um, <laughs> the Arms of Sorrow, which I do think is really yeah. good. Probably probably Hard's best vocal performance. Yeah. Rose of Sharon. Yeah. My Last Serenade. Of course. And then In Due Time. Mm. And then it's, you know, kinds of random stuff. Yeah, um, there's, a, there's a couple of different uh, ones on Lost FM. We've got This Is Absolution and Hate By Design on there as well in the top 10. Um, this Is Absolution. I think that's off. That's, oh, that's off. That's off. Daylight, Daylight, Daylight Dies. Dies. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Hate By Design is off Incarnate. It was, I think it was pretty much the lead single of it, I think, one of the mm. first ones. Yeah, that or, that or Strength of the Mind. So what are the overall thoughts about this, then? It's um, fucking brilliant, mate. <laughs> That's the overall <laughs> well, uh, thoughts. I, whenever, we, whenever we got home this afternoon, I said to Jess, so what do you think of that? The best album or, or merely one of the best? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, look, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. As it's new wave of, yeah. of American heavy metal goes, like it is one of the best albums like a kill switch definitely have their place in that like era of modern metal um and i think yeah like look i'm not saying that this is kill switch's best album i think it has to fight for some very very strong contendership you know but as comeback records go i was just like this is where i wanted the band to be at that point in time, they delivered everything that I could have wanted out of a Comeback Kill Switch record. Um, yeah, I, I have a, a lot of love for this record. It's probably it probably is my favorite Kill Switch album. When I think it's about definitely it, definitely my favorite, and I think it probably is their best because I do feel like Alive or Just Breathing is a little bit overrated. Yeah, this is the thing. Um, like, because I I want to say Alive or Just Breathing is my fave, but like, yeah, I I, I agree. I think it maybe list a little bit overrated. It, it it is definitely the album that broke them, right? Like, it's the one where they were getting radio play, music video, television. You know, like it's like it's yeah, it was the one I think that people associate with them, and I think because of that, it gets a little bit too overhyped. Um, but yeah, like it's it's up there. And obviously, the end of heartache is also one of their best. Like, I think if you're not putting those three albums in contention for their best work, you know, like it's it's um, we've we've done a disservice to the band. But like, yeah, this one is just so consistent. It's so consistent. Like, honestly, apart from one song, maybe there is just nothing but Killswitch bangers on this record. Like, yeah, really good stuff. So, Alan, further listening. Okay, so I have. Um... I went for uh, one of my favorites, and I did check my show notes, and I'm pretty sure I didn't recommend this, which I think is in the um, the same box of really good, uplifting, slightly cheesy melodic metalcore. Yep. Um, and it's called Everlasting, and it's by a German band called Any Given Day. Okay. And um, 
I think this is a probably another um, another Daniel classic because he really really likes <laughs> melodic yep, yep. metalcore as I did. We were uh, sneaking off to the Shadows Fall side tent at download instead go. of seeing Ghost, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, the, uh, it is just wall to wall really good uplifting melodic metalcore, perfectly cheesy and really good for uh, really good for uh, you know hitting hitting the gym. Just one of my one of my all time favorite getting shit done albums. Really lovely, good fun. Lovely. Um, the other one I picked was um, I wanted to acknowledge that the UK has quite a big metalcore scene. Absolutely. And some of those bands are crap. The the aforementioned Bring Me the Horizon. But some of them are actually quite good. <laughs> mm. And and so there was two that I had in mind, and I picked one. And the band I picked was Malevolence, and the album was Reign of Suffering, okay. which was their their big debut. Have you, have you listened to any Malevolence? I haven't actually. No, I've, I've heard oh, very okay. good things about Malevolence, but never quite like. I think for whatever reason, I kind of wrote them off as being one of those one chord chug bands, um, and that was like I I don't know if I need that in my life. I want my metalcore to have melody and hooks and choruses, and yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about the whole one chord scene which is very much beat down heavy and breakdowns are, are plenty so yeah not for okay me. so i am um, after this episode ends i'm going to send you a link to a song of theirs called uh, condemned to misery okay and you're very quickly going to realize that they are not a one note chugging band okay good <laughs> stuff fact, that's what i needed they're, to hear they're, they're, and their riffs are even more fiddly and noodly than ah, kill switch engage <laughs> um Excellent. they're a really They've got quite a, like, definitely a lot of hardcore bits, a lot of thrashy bits, just a lot to love. And, yeah. um, and Rain of Suffering is quite short. I think it's only like a 35 minute long album. Um, but they, they're still going. Their new and uh, Malevolous Intent came out um, this year, and it's, uh, it's been really fun. Been enjoying it so far. Good stuff. Good stuff. Right. So well, that's, I my, have, that's my two. Yeah. I may have buried the lead a little bit on one of my picks at the start of this episode because I'm going to pick Scream Aim Fire by Bullet from Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, nice. Because I think it is probably the best Bullet record uh, and it has a lot of what this album does screamy verses, big choruses, thrashy moments. Like, yeah, it's. It, uh, it is a little bit long, don't get me wrong, but like, I think overall quality wise, I think the songwriting is a lot better than. Um, the poison which we have obviously done an episode on mm-hmm. on this podcast um but yeah it very much is like bullet definitely came from that 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 kill switch loving scene and um i think there are very much a natural like evolution of that um but a little bit more thrash as is kind of the bullet house style so yeah i think that does um just to add to that that's a good choice and i think that album has my Probably my favorite uh, bullet deep cut, which is um, "End of Days." Oh yeah, which, good stuff. Which has, uh, which has a, a, a an absolutely awesome um, solo on it. That's, oh yeah, um, I think that's that, that's among their finest work. Yeah, well, that was uh, I've been meaning to send it to you actually. Um, so there's a bonus track on the Japanese version of "Scream Home Fire," <laughs> which I did not know about, which is a cover of Robert Teffer's "No Easy Way Out" from the Rocky Four soundtrack, and it is so stupid but immensely fun. And I did not know that it existed, and now I want it. <laughs> um, so is, uh, there's that's, some further. That's different. <laughs> um, so okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna apologize for saying it's too long because I'm checking. The track listing I have versus what's the standard release, and I have the deluxe edition, which yeah, is a yeah, seventy, that, that is nearly thing. seventy minutes long. Yeah, that's that so. I take I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> that 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 is obviously too long. Yeah. Um. But the the standard release may be okay. 
And also, for my second pick, I'm going to pick another British band. I'm going to pick The Defiled. Um, I'm, I can't remember if I've picked this or not before, but I'm going to pick Grave Times, which is their debut album. Very short-lived band. They only did two records, but it is very much in debt to the Killswitch House style. Uh, it is super stompy, super heavy verses and screams, and then big chorus to elevate things, and super amount of fun. A little bit more of an electronic element to The Defiled. They have a keyboard player that adds a bit of synth and a bit of texture so that you have a little bit more of a denser sound. Um, but yeah, I'm a big fan of The Defiled. They were uh, yeah, too too short for this world, unfortunately. Like They they just, they, they should have had more records in their back catalogue. But um, that, that first album, Grave Times, which is very easy to get because for whatever reason, it was given away free with a copy of Metal Hammer at one point. Um, and then they did a big deluxe two-disc version, which you could buy in stores and stuff. Um, but yeah, really good stuff, really good album, highly recommended, and a lot more of that sort of like the Kill Switch style that you like. Heavy verses, big choruses, really catchy, a lot of fun. I have not listened to them, but I think I could get down with that. Mm. The, uh, the the other band that I didn't mention was Bury Tomorrow. That was the alternative choice from Malevolence. Yeah, um, yeah, they're another they're big good. one, aren't they? I like their stuff. That'll probably be a discussion for another episode at some point. But uh, okay, so so once again, thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, there's two ways to support the show. The first is to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, which at least two or three people have done. Thank you. Thank the most you important much. way is to share Cast Iron with a friend or two and spread the love. You can find all of the previous episodes on your favorite podcast app, or you can find it on our website, which is castironshow.co.uk. And hopefully I have fixed the, uh, the rendering issues. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. The website still works outside of the front page rendering issues. So don't worry about that. Um, um, It'll, I just, be, it'll be fixed by the time you hear this, I swear. Yeah, totally, totally. It's all good. just want to do a quick plug for a few things. Um, so I did guest on a podcast recently called Ruthless Aggression Relived. Um, it is annoyingly behind a paywall, but if you want to pay £4, uh. you can get access to a little podcast where I talk about an album called WWF Forcible Entry, which is basically new metal bands covering wrestling themes. Uh, it is, yeah... Uh, very music centric so um, I, I, well, I would highly recommend it I had a lot of fun uh, recording that with my friend Luke um, really good podcast I would highly recommend checking it out uh, also I am in the final stages of f- recording a new Cranston EP um, and hopefully that should be out very shortly if not out before the, by the time this episode comes out so cranstonpunk.bandcamp.com I'm doing a covers album um and yeah i'm having a lot of fun with it i just needed to do something to get myself back in the groove of making music again so it's all crunchy punk covers with bass centric heavy fuzziness uh i'm doing devo i'm doing mad capsule markets i'm doing misfits uh i've got hate breed cover on there there? no andrew wk on there i i I mean look (laughs) there's no way you can do andrew wk well unfortunately when you have a setup as as limited as mine so um yeah like it's i'm very much looking forward to it um and yeah hopefully um it will be out by the time this episode is out and all proceeds from that will go towards charity um because every every digital release i do um is yeah all, all proceeds are going to charity I haven't decided on charity yet but i'm going to be trying to hopefully do it to something for american abortion funds because uh yeah the whole roe v wade cancellation and going back on that is an absolute load of bollocks and i would like people to be able to access abortion care so um i'll see what i can do there so yeah cranstonpunk.bandcamp.com if you want to go and check out my music um and yeah hopefully following that covers ep up later with an original album at some point 
That'll be lovely. Well, it'll be. Yeah, okay, you know what I mean. It'll be good. It'll be good. Well, it'll be pissed yeah, off. No, you're not, you're, not, you're not aiming for lovely. You're not aiming for lovely. Uh, yeah, we've got to the point in the show where we're like one hour 20 in and none of my colleagues will be listening. So we finally got the Tories out in Australia. Hooray! <laughs> exactly. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> Hooray. And, uh, and, and Boris, and, and Boris down Johnson's. Well, as well, well so. has he? Has he? At the, at, the, at the time of recording, he has said that at some point in the future he will step aside, which yeah. say. Piss week resignation. Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. But small steps, right? You know, small steps. Yeah. <laughs> like, little, little by little, uh, yeah. we're just delighted to have a, a, a competent government for once. You know, yeah, um, tell me about it. There's, a, there's footage of the Australian Environment Minister appearing at this conference, and people just start applauding. And all she says was, We're a new government. Yep. There we <laughs> go. The, all these other ministers from other countries, like, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So hopefully Australia won't be international pariahs for long. Exactly. Happy for you, buddy. I'm glad you get to live in a world that is more left-wing. Uh, well, um, yeah, mar- marginally so. Like, it's Australia, so, you know, the Australian <laughs> Labour Party is still, still pretty right-wing. But that will change in due time. Exactly. And with hey, that pun, Love to see we it. have reached the end. So thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you.